here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Happy New Year! It is episode 58 of Shake Them Ropes. Not quite the New Year yet, but in a couple of days. Big celebrations. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins, alongside via the internet. Jeff, are you excited for 2015? Merry New Year! My tribute to Eddie Murphy. Um, okay. eh, you know, eh? it's, another, it's another year. I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. I'm, who... I'm not that guy who goes, it's a fresh start for everybody. Right. Yeah. Oh, have you made your resolutions yet? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was never a big New Year's celebrator. I'm, and that kind of goes for every holiday. Like, it's another day. Amateur hour out there when people getting drunk and yeah. things of that nature. Like, if anything, Although... when New Year comes around, I'm like, well, I don't want to be on the roads that late. <laughs> it's funny, my... One enduring joke, one of the first jokes I ever wrote when I was an 18-year-old stand-up was I've had this, and I've still used it. It's like I've had the same New Year's resolutions for years now. I want to find a place with cheaper rent, uh, lose some weight, join a gym, uh, get a get better cable, and find some semblance of a love life. And I think I found a solution for all that. Prison. Hey, there you go. <laughs> it's true it's the solution to all of your problems i blew my own joke but go ahead <laughs> i want what's what's the oh, actual no. punchline if no, it's no, not no, prison no no, no 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 that's 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 the punchline I, okay. I i i blew the setup a bit by saying lose weight instead of just joining a gym that's all right yeah i was gonna say lose weight first then you join the gym yeah, Seems yeah a little yeah. out of place all right let's not deconstruct it okay I was just going to, you know, go through the joke, I'm not figure a, I'm out. Not a res- I'm not a resolution guy because I don't want to be disappointed We're going, if, I don't, yeah. if I don't make those goals because I used to make goals and not make them and then I'd just kill myself over it. I wanted to go through NXT present, uh, presentation skills class with you and figure out where you went wrong, what you could do better. <sighs> Maybe next time. Um, it is Thanks. the big year in review year end award show. Yes. Are we going to go with the uh, the Robbies? I don't think so. I don't think we need a cutesy name. We don't for need this. a name. We're, we're not a big enough. We're not a big enough podcast yet where we can do that. Of course, this will be WWE centric, so most of our awards are for the year in WWE. We do have oh, a, a couple of here, outside WWE awards. Here, here's something. What was the voting pool for these awards? The voting pool? Yes. Well, it was me and you. There you go. It was us <laughs> two. So these awards were given out by us. We each came up with a ballot. We had a point system to it. And then these are the results. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year we'll have a few more voices, uh, pun intended, come into the voting pool just to get a more broad array and a more true winner. I don't know. Yeah. but uh, they, they, they concentrate on everything wrestling. We more or less concentrate on WWE. Concentrate on WWE and then whatever else cool happens out there. Uh, but this is the Shake Them Ropes 2014 year-end awards here on episode 58. You can follow along with the uh, winners at shakethemropes.com. You can uh, 
tweet us your reactions at shake them ropes on twitter if you agree with the winner if you disagree and think that we're idiots you can tell us on twitter or leave us a voicemail that we can play on the first show of 2015 you can call in at 260-494-3811 any time of day or on skype let's say things all one word let's say things and you can uh, tell us where we aired on uh, the awards but We'll get into uh, some of these awards here. Um, we will kind of, uh, should we start from the top awards and go down, or should we start from the bottom and go up? I think top down's fine. I think top down. We'll start with the most important ones, and we'll continue. And then after the award show, we are going to still run down our top 100 matches to see with uh, this week's Cactus Jack versus Triple H from Raw in 1997, the street fight. We are going to review that match and talk about it at the end of this awards, but we start... This and then year. we're going to have an after party at Steak and Shake. So yes. it's going to be awesome. Yes. Do you have Steak and Shakes out there? We just got a couple in Santa Monica. Did you out really? Here. Yeah, I went oh, to the wow. one in Ve- I went to the one in Vegas on my way home this past year. Yeah, cuz they're uh, uh, they're a Midwest thing. I didn't know they had them out all there in the uh, West they've, Coast. They've, they've started to port a few Midwest things. Like they have like Arizona, if you don't know about Phoenix and Scottsdale, they uh-huh. basically bring everything, at least one of everything from the Midwest there. I think they have one there, but we just got a couple in L.A., Okay, the L.A. area. Well, there you go, everybody. Find your local steak and shake, and let's have a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with the WWE MVP Award, the most valuable professional wrestler. The Monte... No. <laughs> WWE MVP. We are going to run through the nominees in each category, give you our reasons for why they were nominees, and then we are going to declare our winner we start with WWE MVP. The first nominee is Brock Lesnar. Most important guy on the roster. To be honest with you, he's the guy that people bring eyeballs for. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's a big deal. So, I mean, that's all you really have to say about Brock. He's the big deal. Another, the next name on our ballot who appeared on both of our ballots, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is the guy. It's so odd because towards the beginning of this year, there were reports he was in the doghouse with the WWE. Right. He was the afterthought in the Shield, and he, now he's he's basically your top everyday heel in the company. He's the one guy who's been there the entire year. He's actually the only nominee on our list, and we'll get to the final two that have been in WWE and on TV all throughout the year, mm-hmm. not going away through an injury or storyline or a WWE movie. He's been there the entire year, and that's why uh, I think we both had him on our ballot. The next and man he's our... great in the ring with yeah, everybody absolutely. he's in. Absolutely. Uh, the next name on our list nominee Daniel Bryan. Uh, up through WrestleMania was the most important guy on the roster. Most important guy, and still a guy that uh, you know we're, we've been seeing these Raws and how we haven't been too thrilled about the Raws lately. And a big part of it is because some of the names that aren't here and Daniel Bryan might be one of those top names who haven't been around. I think definitely. I mean, I, you know, I think his loss is still being felt on this roster because there's no, there's no star power depth on it, to be honest with you. An off the wall nominee. Triple H is a nominee for our WWE MVP award. He was on your ballot. Why'd you say this? He was on my ballot. So I'll give the reasoning for it because yes, Triple H was a part of two of the biggest storylines all year long. And I know it's Triple H. Any storyline he's in is going to be a big one because he's going to push it that way. But he was involved early on 
we talked about how Daniel Bryan basically saved WrestleMania, and he absolutely did. But a big part of that was the counterpart to him being Triple H. Triple H was the guy who wanted to keep him down on the uh, down on the card, and the crowd rose Daniel Bryan, and Triple H was the man to keep him down, and they ended up having the best match at WrestleMania 30. And then Triple H was a big part of the storyline going into Survivor Series, the Team Authority versus Team Cena. I mean, he was the main antagonist in WWE almost the entire year outside of Brock Lesnar, so I figured uh, he would be on my nominees list. But I love the fact that you put Daniel Bryan saved WrestleMania. I mean, he did, did he not? Well, did he? I mean, if Daniel Bryan had not gotten over to that degree and how they put him in the big storylines, the main event was going to be Orton and Batista. Would we be yeah. thinking about WrestleMania as a big show if that was the main event that went off the air? Because what else happened at that WrestleMania I, that was important? I Nothing. I don't question. I don't. I don't question that Daniel Bryan's presence on the main event saved WrestleMania. It just. It's just like yeah, because Daniel Bryan had a lot to do with that boneheaded decision to make Orton and Batista the main event. Hey, I, I'm just saying that's what we would have gotten. We would have gotten CM Punk versus Triple H had he not left. We would have gotten Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. This yeah. could have been an all-time disaster of a WrestleMania as far no, as I agree. the show. I, this isn't, I'm not denigrating Daniel Bryan here. I'm de- denigrating Vince McMahon. But in the end, the MVP award goes to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. The WWE MVP award from Shake Them Ropes goes to Brock Lesnar, the man who has been the biggest deal throughout the year. Yes, he hasn't been on TV each week. But his match against John Cena was a huge deal. He won the title. He's the champion currently as we record this. And he had one of the more memorable matches you're ever going to see at a WrestleMania in beating The Undertaker. Some Mm -hmm. may say he's overrated because he hasn't been around, but the fact that he hasn't been around so much is still a reason why he's that big deal and why the crowd responds to him because he's not there every week to get deluded. Other than the Daniel Bryan title win, there aren't two matches you talk about more this year necessarily in terms of a significance factor than Brock over the undertaker mm-hmm. and what Brock did to John Cena at SummerSlam. He's a part and a big part of two of the top four moments in WWE this year. And Definitely. you mentioned those two, the other ones being Daniel Bryan winning the title. And I think the fourth one would be sting showing up at survivor series. Yes. Uh, we go into WWE rookie of the year. And the qualifications for this award were you had to make your main roster debut this year. Mm. And then we can count whatever happens or whatever you've done throughout the year, no matter where you were at. See, because that's interesting. Had I had I I didn't realize someone on your ballot was eligible, but continue. Right. Uh, So our nominees, we start out with Paige, who was on both of our ballots. Right. She made her main roster debut this year. Therefore, she's eligible. Uh, came in and won the women's title, came in with a lot of steam on her. Doesn't necessarily have that steam now, but, uh, in terms of rookies, it was slim pickings. I don't think she's the best woman wrestler of all time or even on the main roster right now, but I do enjoy seeing me some page. Okay. I do like some page on TV. Uh, we go to our next nominee, Rusev. Guy has the, the, <laughs> if, if, I mean, He's brought in, and he's been a strong upper mid-card heel throughout his run, and he's making a uh, big run towards the main event slot. I yeah. mean, you can't you can't deny Rusev's presence on any show. Huge presence on the show. 
he's a part of a pretty hot act. Uh, I mean, he got Jack Swagger over to <laughs> to an incredible level this year. Right. Um, I, he's a guy that has this presence on TV. I think a lot of our listeners think we overrate Rusev a little bit just based on Twitter feedback we've had. Well, you overrate Rusev. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But okay. I think Rusev is going to be a top guy in this company for a long period of time, both as a babyface and as a heel as he continues this rise. But what I've liked about Rusev this year is that it's been a slow rise. Right. He's been on TV for seven months. It's not like he's at the top of the card, and that's not necessarily a bad or a good thing. It's a good thing in the fact that he's slowly building. You're getting credibility behind this heel. And he's, to me, going to be a big deal sometime. Um, but we go into our next nominee, and this might be the person you're referring to who was on my ballot, Sami Zayn. I forgot he made his main roster debut, therefore I didn't know. Yes. Sami Zayn, uh, only a couple of matches on the main roster, but uh, yeah, debuted on the main roster. I still don't know, even if you have him on your ballot, I don't think he wins this award because he hasn't done enough on the main roster, but he's had a hell of a year in NXT. Speaking of a hell of a year in NXT and has had one match, I believe, on the main roster, our final nominee for the Rookie of the Year is Charlotte. Went from nothing to something. Absolutely. I mean, that's all you can really say. I mean, people are calling her a superstar and she hasn't been, I mean, she just entered, Yeah, you know, she made her television debut this year. I mean, you can't deny her on this ballot. Right. She was uh, someone that when the year started, we didn't know what she was going to do in this company. And then early on in the year in February, she wins the women's title in NXT uh, at the finals of the tournament in a match that we just talked about a couple of weeks ago against Natalia. And she's just been running through the division ever since. And her main roster debut wasn't the greatest, but in 2015, I look for big things from Charlotte uh, in WWE. The Rookie of the Year award goes to. <laughs> oh, you don't have a you don't have a drum roll. I don't drop have an either? actual drum roll. No, okay. so I'm just banging on that, the desk. All right, make a note. Breaking news drop. Dun, da, da, drum da. roll drop. Yeah, I drum need all these roll. drops. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Rusev is our Rookie of the Year, and again, like I, we talked about, I think he still would have been the Rookie of the Year even if right. you had Sami Zayn on their ballot because he was our first place vote getter for both you and myself. Yes. Uh, and we kind of talked about why. He's a big star. He's going to be a big star. Maybe I'm overrating Rusev right now, or maybe you guys, some of you guys just don't see what he can be, but he's not a one-note gimmick to me. Sure, he's been playing up the uh, anti-US stuff for a while, but as that goes away, I think there's still enough depth to him and Lana to where they're going to be a big deal. Just to give you an idea of my ballot, second place on my rookie of the year was the network. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> it's important. It's important. And in, in, I mean, it's the future revenue stream of the WWE. So, And it's performed it, just about as well as Paige. Wow. I, I, I've grown to like it. I wish they'd concentrate more on the archive than the current product, but I'm obviously in the minority on that. Well, I mean, you can do both, I think, is what a lot of people are saying. They just aren't focusing on both. They'll focus on the archive content one month, then they'll focus on the pay-per-view the next month. You know, build it all. The the WWE Network is kind of like an NXT TakeOver show. There's the bottom of the card, the mid card, and the top of the card, and you can promote all of it. It feels like there's only a limited amount of space in their cloud, though, if they're taking off Nitros to replace it with Tuesday Night Titans, even for a short time. Yeah. Um, we go next to, uh, we had two women in our Rookie of the Year vote. We go to the category, <laughs> the WWE Woman of the Year. 
Yes. And we talked about Charlotte a little bit. She's our first nominee uh, for Woman of the Year for all the same reasons we mentioned. And for having two of the best women's matches all year between her and Natty and her and Sasha Banks. And I would say they are the two best women's matches of the year, would you not? Is there anything? I mean, I remember a uh, Natalia AJ match, I think, on main event being pretty good. I think it was pretty good, but it wasn't at this level. It wasn't at this level. I, I, rem- I remember we were hoping AJ Page would be great, but it, they never really turned out to be. Brie Bella and Stephanie? Mm, no. It was good for different reasons. Right. There's a lot of story there. I enjoyed it. Uh, we go to our next nominee after Charlotte being Natalia. Mm-hmm. And- uh, she's the best in-ring worker in the Divas. She makes everybody look good. She built and, Charlotte. Uh, and she built Charlotte in one night. Yeah. So. Stephanie McMahon for Woman of the Year. Yeah, I didn't put her on my ballot. I did. I think I had her I, in second place, too. I don't think she does a whole lot for anybody else other than Stephanie. She's been so, excellent. I mean, you she, make the make the case, fool. She had the best women's match on WWE TV this year. <laughs> except maybe for that AJ Natalia match. Okay. Uh, she was a part of the biggest storyline. She's the only woman, only woman who's been included in multiple top-level storylines in WWE this year. Uh, I guess, actually, now that I think about it, maybe Brie Bella. But uh, Stephanie Vicky Guerrero? She wasn't in multiple. What, what did Vicky Guerrero do this year? I don't know. She's better, no, she was better than Stephanie. No, she's not. Uh, and then our final nominee is AJ Lee. Um, the shining star to me in the Divas division. Uh, cuts a great promo. Uh, always in character. And uh, I, you know, I'm I'm a huge AJ fan. We, so. talk, we talked about last week on the show AJ going out there, and her promos are centered on herself. She's not one who's you know, fighting to get the attention of, you know, a man. She's not fighting to get the attention of someone else on the show. She's fighting to be the best diva of all time. She's fighting for herself. Her promos have significance to them. She was a part of big storylines this year. Uh, She was the champion coming out of WrestleMania. And that is why AJ Lee is the winner. She is our WWE Woman of the Year. And well put. Well deserved. I don't know if she's well deserved. Be, that's what I was looking for. I don't know if she'll be a nominee next year. You think she's gone? I think she's not. If she's not out of the company, I don't see her doing a lot this uh, this coming year to warrant being the woman of the year. We may need to do 2015 predictions. We may. We may figure yeah. out some. You never know. Something big might happen at the year, the first Raw of the year that we have to talk about. You never okay. know. Yeah. Um. Tag team, the WWE tag team of the year, (laughs) a category. And when we go through this list of nominees, you may all see it coming. A category basically won by default. Bowling Uh, shoe ugly, this category. Oh, man. There Um, was only one other team you could put in here, I think. Uh, Yeah, but we managed to fit three others. Yeah, well, you you fit you fit for your for the one that you fit i'm interested in that one because i would have put the new age outlaws in there (laughs) i I thought about it i actually went back in doing match of the year uh research i went back and watched some of these matches and i focused on the early pay-per-views of this year and of course you had the uh the new age outlaws feuding with the usos for a couple of months you know just to get them back on tv i guess to put over the usos uh but let's go through these nominees the first nominee i had on mine you did not have on your ballot was rybaxel and I put Under, them, undervalued as a team, I think. They never yeah. really got to be used as, as what they should have been, right. probably. Underrated. They got themselves... I think they had a title match that they that the crowd actually cared for. 
Yeah. Even though they were only on main event and superstars because they were a team that brought, I guess I, I can't put into words what they brought, but they got a sense of credibility out of themselves, if you will. Uh, they should have kept, they should have kept them with Heyman. I think that would have probably helped. Yeah. And I put them on here too, for the breakup video. Oh, the breakup video is fantastic. The breakup video was maybe the single best thing the tag teams have done this year on WWE TV. So Ry Baxel, our first nominee, spoiler alert, they do not win. No. Gold and Stardust, I think. Is this the other team that is reasonable? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they uh, were tag my, team champs for a bit. And and let's let's not undervalue just how great Goldust has been this year. He's been excellent. For his age. And doing the things he's been doing and just the character. And you know what? The whole Stardust story, while it was anticlimactic, the ending at first, it gave gave Cody something to do. Mm -hmm. And and he's great at what he does. It may not be the most compelling character in the world. No. But um, I'm counting what they did. But it's something, and he's great at it. And I'm counting what they did with Cody Rhodes and Goldust as part of this team because it's the same two people. Right. So that whole buildup was good TV. Uh, do you remember my prediction for who was going to be the ultimate tag team partner of Goldust? Yeah, I do. And I remember it being absolutely ridiculous. It was going to be Damian Sandow as yeah. a Goldust mimic. Huh. But how lo- fascinating. How fascinating because Damian Sandow ended up as a Miz mimic as damian mizdow and that is our final uh not our final but our third nominee for tag team of the year the miz and damian mizdow who to me i think has the strongest case outside of our eventual winner i don't i don't consider them i mean they're a comedy act they're not a tag team they're right. a comedy act but who uh i mean right now who's the hottest tag team in wwe tv all right it's Miz mizdow right I'm not oh, saying that da- da- Damien's a hot act. I wouldn't, say act. The te- I wouldn't say the team's hot. It's one of the better comedy acts they've done. I don't yes. think they've brought anything to the titles because really their team isn't about the tag team titles, even though they have them. Well, you know, Hornswoggle and Torito or who was it, it was uh, Hornswoggle and Heath Slater weren't a team for very long. Just one match. Thank God. Um, but we go to our final nominee. And this is the award winner, the tag team of the year, the Usos. Man, they stepped up their game this year. Um, I think the moment they did the the dives over the top to the floor, now that they do it every match, but it really raised them up a level in the fans' eyes. It was that, uh, was it a pre-show match against the New Age Outlaws for the tag titles? Or was it a, it, it was one of those matches where they started doing it, I believe. They and lost the titles at, I want to say, Extreme Rule. No, uh, the Elimination Chamber. They lost the titles on the main show. When did they win the titles? Ooh, um, I will find out here, but go on with your point. Okay, but no, but I mean, as a team, I mean, they were they were one of these mid-card nothing teams. And That's for sure. All of, a, all of a sudden, they got charismatic, and, you know, they, they got over the Rob McCarron hate. Yeah, because I, I mean... It you was, hated them. It was what I always said. For is a good I thought, two months, you hated them. I thought Room was best served for someone else to be on the show because I thought they had peaked. And, you they know, do. They're, they're never going to have a singles run between the two no. of them. So I, I thought, give some TV time to someone else, someone who could do better with it. And that's all there is to it. And they do team moves, which is a something not seen by 
any tag team really in the WWE. Um, yeah, no, they're 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 a really strong tag team. I wish they had more teams to work with. They won the titles on Raw, right in Chicago. That's when they. I think that's when they debuted their over the top rope dives. Yeah, so they beat Road Dog and Billy Gunn on that show. They uh-huh. have only been tag champs once. Huh. They, they, it was a long reign. They had the, the titles for over 200 days, but they, that was their first championship run, and it has been their only championship run so far. Does that surprise you? Yes. I thought they had been champs at least two times. Yeah. No, they are one-time tag team champions. How crazy. But they are uso crazy, if you will. Uh, oh, jeez. They are our tag team of the year in WWE. A category, and I don't say this to demean the Usos, it was a category one by default. They were the only deserving team, although they were the best deserving team, for sure. They were a pickle on a crap sandwich. Uh, we go to WWE's best on interviews. So this goes yes. to any wrestler, manager, anyone who has interview time. Best on interviews. We start with our first nominee. This was a bloody knockdown drag out between you and myself. Well, but, it, uh... it was, but all four, I think all four of our nominees have a claim for this award okay maybe not the best claim i don't know but we start with our first nominee my queen stephanie mcmahon i had her nowhere on my ballot right i know here. you didn't i'm so sad <laughs> i will say i did and not that was mostly i think to tick you off i don't think <laughs> stephanie mcmahon I, 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 it was probably not the most fair and balanced uh uh I can't think of the word right now in, ter- in terms of, in terms of trying to uh, uh, evaluation. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. It wasn't the most fair and balanced evaluation of Stephanie on my behalf. Stephanie McMahon. She was entertaining at times, but incredible. she never, but she was always in business for herself, not to put a program over or anything. Second nominee in that same vein. Wait, for- you need to go over Stephanie. Then why did you put her on the ballot? I've been going over why I put Stephanie on the ballot for the last 50 weeks. Yeah. Well, this is your time to shine. Love Stephanie McMahon uh, in this category. I Here's the thing. I've been talking about Stephanie McMahon for best non-wrestler. Mm. And best non-wrestler is a drastically different award than best on interviews. Because the best non-wrestler can be someone who does facials in the background that does not those kind of facials, everybody. But, you know, <sighs> the expressions in the background does something does something alongside someone else. Her her acting alongside when Triple H would speak was incredible. Her, her screeching, her, her cell job when she fired Vicky, but then ended up in the bowl of pudding or whatever it was, you know, that was amazing. She wasn't necessarily doing the best interviews, but she was, to me, the best non-wrestler. Uh, and I did not have Stephanie as my top choice for best on interviews in these okay. awards. Uh, uh, my, my one moment for Stephanie was when she danced at the video game reveal. See, I'm saying she was amazing, not necessarily on the mic. If you just Let's... have someone else talk or have someone else wrestle, I mean... Her acting at WrestleMania 30 with Triple H and Daniel Bryan. Stephanie was wonderful at ringside getting that story over. Okay. To me. Uh, We go to our second nominee, Triple H. Triple H. He's hit or miss. But when he hits, he's really, really good. When he's not putting guys down and demeaning them, he's great. He's very funny. He's he's very quick witted in terms of you know especially when he's 
especially when he's put upon or put into a situation where he's not going to be comfortable. He always has kind of a nice little snarky comeback or something or self-deprecating comeback that, that wins me over. I'm not a big triple H fan uh, overall, but in terms of on interviews, when he's on, he's great. This is, and when he's doing it well, he's great. Next nominee is NXT superstar, Sami Zayn. Wow. You know, what a, what a revelation this was, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, not just promos, but promos that made you feel. Mm-hmm. Promos that had a lot of emotion in them. Um, it checked all the boxes for what a good interview should be because if you I wanted could to have see mo- his shows. Yeah. If I could have most improved, Sami Zayn uh, would, would definitely take that award in terms of just everything. I mean, we always knew he was a good in-ring worker, but, you know, he never really cut promos too much except for, you know, garbled things under the mask. Um, yeah, he's been, I think, a surprise to some. Uh, but... That that go-home promo for the, for the uh, Neville match yep. at Our Evolution was fantastic. It was one of the best promos of the year. I remember being there live at that taping, and he does... He did two promos during the taping and the final one when he slaps Adrian Neville and he's getting really heated, but he's also trying to calm himself and check himself. Uh, I texted people after the fact, like, you got to watch this show because the main event go home segments, one of the best go home interviews you'll see on TV all year. I mean, we're in a we're in a world and we're in a new normal right now where none of the indies or smaller promotions, you know, really give a lot of promo time to guys. Mm-hmm. And the WWE doesn't give a lot of promos time to guys. So, I mean, you have (laughs) – when you stand out and you – I mean, the promos that they're giving guys are these scripted, expositionally, not a lot of emotion in them type of promos that are just – you know, when I meet you at SummerSlam, I'm going to beat you. You know, it's not really – they're not real. There's not that – my gold standard for promos right now is Jay Briscoe. I don't think there's anybody better uh, at them. And you know he's going to be in a fight. You know he's angry, and you want to watch him. Uh, CM Punk was the same way, but he's not in the company anymore. So, you know, there's that void that we're looking for right now, and Sami Zayn has filled it in many ways. Absolutely. Our final nominee for Best on Interviews is Paul Heyman. Just the best. I just... I. <laughs> I think he had one bad promo all year that didn't that failed to entertain me. Uh, your mileage may vary on that. Well, we we talk about how but Brock Lesnar, but but as a hype man, yeah, as a comedy guy, as a guy who could bring you into the building or make you want to watch a match. I mean, he hit all the bases in terms of everything you want a pro wrestler or a pro wrestling manager or a pro wrestling interview to be. We we talk about Brock Lesnar being our MVP and. The man who made all these matches seem very important before the matches took place was Paul Heyman. He sold the Undertaker match. He sold the John Cena match. The rap promo he did on Raw, where he was mimicking John Cena doing this rap and condescending the crowd, was one of the best vocal segments of the year on WWE TV. And and let's not also underplay his value of a straight man to Brock Lesnar. I just remember the say something stupid, Paul. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, he's great. He's just great, and I, I wish more people were learning from him, or they'd give him a. I, I don't know why. 
how, how is this not rubbing off on other guys? Well, because, well, there's no one else there that's given time to speak like this, except for a John Cena. Um, you don't have other managers. You know, Seth Rollins no. is getting a lot of promo time, but his promos are, you know, the way that you would expect them to be each they, week. I wonder if they sequester him from talent in some way, saying don't talk to him about doing promos and stuff. You know, he's there as a talent now. He's not there to mentor anyone. So, uh, you know, he's probably backstage getting ready for his stuff and probably not it, going to others and saying, hey, a, this is what you should do. It's a lost opportunity. No, it, absolutely. Uh, but he is our winner for best on interviews. It is Paul Heyman for all the reasons we just spoke of. I know you're very proud of that fact. No, I just uh, you you had the drum roll. I thought I should get an applause in okay. there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we are halfway through the awards. Our MVP was Brock Lesnar. Our rookie of the year was Rusev. Woman of the year, AJ Lee. Our tag team of the year, the Usos. And best on interviews, Paul Heyman. And that leads us to the next WWE award, the best overall wrestler of the year. The best wrestler goes to anyone in WWE and NXT developmental. Our first nominee is Sami Zayn. Just, uh, I mean, look at his body of work. Even in matches he lost that he shouldn't have lost, he made Titus O'Neil look good. And, um, and he, this had, is, he had great oh, matches okay. against a lot of people, and I think what you were about to mention, we'll just go into our next nominee on this list, Cesaro. That Cesaro-Sami Zayn match from NXT Arrival, still one of the better matches in NXT all year. Definitely. I mean, again, just going back to Zayn real quick, I mean, the roster, he had great matches with Tyler Breeze, Adrian Neville, uh, Tyson Kidd. Uh, they're all off the charts amaze balls. They are. I mean, he, he knows how to generate emotion, and, and he's very crisp with his moves. He's great. Uh, Cesaro, jeez, uh, if you had a guy where you go, who did they blow it with this year in the WWE? It would have to be Cesaro. Yeah. yeah that, that match in NXT against Sami Zayn, if, if that had been on a raw, that would have made him. We were also happy for Cesaro coming out of that WrestleMania when he won the Andre, the giant battle Royal. Thinking, he was hot. He was hot in the real Americans going yeah. into the battle Royale and won the battle Royale. And we were told because, you know, of various things, John Cena saw a lot of potential in him. The company saw a lot of potential in him. He was going to get that big push. And then it's just like, eh. but I mean, he was still doing great matches out there. Matches with the, the tough guy matches with Sheamus, the matches with swagger were really good. Uh, he, he debuted a couple of new power moves in there with the suplex off of the apron. The crowds were into him. And, yes. And he had, uh, even the next night on that Raw, one of the big things I still remember from the post-Mania Raw was him joining Paul Heyman. Obviously, it didn't go anywhere, uh, but still an incredible moment Cesaro was a part of. Uh, Cesaro, I think if we had a most underrated in WWE award, he would win that. Uh, but he is a nominee here for Best Overall Wrestler. Our next nominee and for much of the same reason why he was our MVP choice, in the ring, he's excellent. Seth Rollins is our third nominee for Best Overall Wrestler. Oh, yeah, and he's starting to get there with promos, too, finding his way there. But, yeah, just amazing matches. I mean, when he started doing uh, somersault dives out, he really started to up his game as a member of the Shield. And then he got to... Uh, you know, he got to shine as a singles competitor. He's, he's, he just, I mean, the matches with Ziggler, his matches with Cena have all been pretty darn good. He's a guy who can go in there with 
yes, Ziggler, who's doing the high action. You can go in with Cena, who's going to be a little bit slower. Go in there with Orton. I'm still, for 2015, I'm excited for an yes. eventual Seth Rollins-Randy Orton match because I think it's going to you know, be uh, pretty exciting whichever way they go about it because it's not necessarily two guys who have the same styles. But Seth Rollins seems to be a guy who can work with almost anyone, kind of like a Cesaro. Yeah, and for different reasons. Another guy who can work with anyone but hasn't gotten a lot in the ring this year. I think he's a nominee based on a lot of reputation and because he still had a great match with Triple H at WrestleMania. Our final nominee for best wrestler is Daniel Bryan. Oh, he had great matches with Batista and Randy Orton for the first four months of the year as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's not, let's not, I mean, it's reputation, but it's also built up credibility in those first four months before he went out. Ray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble. Ray Wyatt too. Yeah. Uh, our winner for best overall wrestler is Mr. Sammy Samuel Zane. Sammy Zane is our best overall wrestler because he was in, and we'll get to our match of the year next, but he was in some of the best matches that you're going to see. Now, hopefully people saw them because most of them are on the network and as part of NXT. But if you haven't seen all these Sami Zayn matches, you have to go back and watch his takeover match, his NXT fatal four-way match, and the match with Cesaro at Arrival. Yes, uh, and if if you haven't, turn off this podcast and go watch them now, or or wait till the end. Okay, it's it's, <laughs> it's the holiday season. There's plenty of time, right? Go New Year's instead yeah. of watching bad football and marathons of stupid shows. Go listen to us talk about this and go watch Sami Zayn wrestle. Yes, uh, match of the year, WWE match of the year, a drastically different nominee set than what you'll find in the Slammy Awards. Uh, we have a few well-deserving matches. We'll start off, and I'll give the reason for this one because this one was on my ballot, a match I really loved at the time and I recently rewatched. Brock Lesnar versus John Cena at SummerSlam uh, is a candidate that I kind of brought into this list because at the time, if we're talking getting lost in a match in real time, even though this was effectively a squash match, this was one of my favorite Brock Lesnar matches ever. One of my favorite John Cena matches in a long time. I thought the realism and the hype going in just built this up to a, an incredible degree. And then when it turned out just to be a squash, John Cena was getting decimated. A lot of people tell me that it, it took the drama out of this match. To me, it added to it because I kept waiting for John Cena to be John Cena again. And I, I don't know how you feel now three months after the fact, but John Cena, Brock Lesnar, still one of the best matches of this year. I was there live, as you might That's recall. That's right, you were. Um, <laughs> with a couple of Cena fans, um, <laughs> uh, I love the match. I just, for me, I can't make it a match of the year unless another guy gets offense in there. Um, and yeah, while Cena some. did, let's put it this bit. way. I, oh, trust bit. me. I love the smashing of John Cena. If I right. was going to, on my list of matches of the year in WWE, it's probably number five. Okay. And, and my number four is not on this ballot he, on here and it's not on, on, in our list, but it would be that, that first shield versus the Wyatt's match. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I love the smashing of, of Cena by Lesnar. It was a great compelling story to me. Um, I and, about, and uh, I love that. Th and I, I wish there was, you know what? I wish this kind of thing would kind of happen more occasionally right. in, in wrestling where anything can happen. Uh -huh. Occasionally one guy just gets a one-sided beat down of a guy. It was after when Brock Lesnar hit the first F five, I was kind of freaking out thinking, okay, this could be a two minute title match and that would be awesome. And then it didn't happen. I was just waiting for the regular John Cena match to start happening. 
and it never did. You know what? It's great that we were all waiting for the attitude adjustment out of nowhere after right. like the 13th or 14th thing to get rid of this and go, okay, it's going to be a smash. And then Cena comes back and wins. And then it just defied our expectations. Right. Um, we have Brock Lesnar. We have John Cena. The NXT, we'll, we'll go into the NXT matches kind of together here. The NXT fatal four way uh, from NXT takeover. And then the NXT title match. From the most recent takeover, Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville are nominees. Let's talk about these NXT matches that have gotten a lot of praise. Interesting. Okay, I'm reading the ballot now. I, I, my number one's not on here. Okay. Uh, you know why? And the match you're thinking of was Cesaro and Sami Zayn Cesaro from Arrival. Zane one. Cause, well, yeah. Because it wasn't on my ballot as a top five. Okay. So I went with matches that were kind I of on both. I thought it was better than the Neville match, but... but... Go ahead. And, and I don't think you're alone with that because I was talking with uh, Dylan Hales on Twitter. He's been a guest of our show. And I, I asked him what his inputs were to the WWE matches of the year. And he was another who really liked that Cesaro Sami Zayn match. And, um, you know, maybe it's just me. I, I rewatched the match when we were doing these ballots and it was incredible. I just thought because the story was greater in the Adrian Neville match. and yeah. Yeah, and and your criteria is probably different from mine. I I want more of a match than necessarily a story. So well, well, I mean, it was still a the, match the story, too. Oh yeah, no, the story, the the match. Oh, God, don't say that. I I I know the match is really really good, and right. the story is very very compelling. Uh-huh. I just couldn't put it above the Cesaro match for hey, me. Okay, hey, definitely match of the year is one of those categories, and we we go through all these nominees. There were a lot of excellent matches this year in WWE and NXT. Yeah. I don't think there was one that stood out so much higher than the others. No. So this is going to be one of those categories where a lot of opinions may be different. If you have an opinion about this match, let us know at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, but NXT Fatal 4-Way. Hold on. Go go into, go into your Zayn Neville uh, talk. Well, kind of. I, I mean, I kind of said it. I thought the, okay. the work rate was excellent. The story fit perfectly for how they built up to this match. In real time, it was my match of the year, I think. Uh, okay. And then, you know, it was an important match because the first Cesaro Sami Zayn was important just to get over the fact that Sami Zayn could hang with a main roster guy. Well, the Adrian Neville match was the culmination of the story that Sami Zayn could be a champion in WWE. Fair enough. So that was the reason why I had it. Um, A nominee, we don't have to talk about it too much just because this was kind of one of those, you know, spot fest matches that'll be on our category. Uh, Money in the Bank between Seth uh, Rollins and all the other names in this match, the briefcase match at money in the bank, uh, a nominee for uh match of the year. Okay. That was on yours. I was expecting we were going to talk about the fatal four way a bit. We go ahead and give your reasons for the fatal four way being on. There. I just, you know what this match just <laughs> this, I think a lot of, I know some people, some people actually didn't think this was, this is overvalued as a match of the year. I, I didn't, but I, I didn't have it on my list. But maybe part of that is also just for me. And you know what? It's odd because now I'm going to go to story. And it felt like any of these four guys could win the title. And and kind of that sense of, of, oh, man, what's going to happen here? Kind of that sense of the unknown made it even more of a great match. But, you know, the way these four guys were just flying all over the ring and there was really no time to breathe and look at and, and, you know, take it back. I mean, I even thought... You know, I know the other three guys get a lot of credit with Kid, Zane, and Neville, but I thought Tyler Breeze brought a lot to this match as well. And and it was just for me, it was just a fun, exciting, edgier seat match. 
I remember going in, I think I predicted Tyler Breeze to win. Of all people. Your predictions suck. They really do. <laughs> I just thought that was going to be the story. I thought they were going to get the heel winner out of there and someone who was not, you know. Make that a drop. Your predictions suck. My there predictions, they do suck. <laughs> Our final nominee for match of the year, The Shield versus Evolution from Extreme Rules 2014. And we'll talk about this one because this is indeed our winner mm-hmm. for match of the year. Shield Evolution from Extreme Rules. This was not your match of the year, but this was mine. I loved this. It was a fight. It was an old school attitude era ECW go through the crowd and just beat on each other and jump from high places. And everybody kind of brought it in this match, including part-timer Dave Batista. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it was it was really getting to the ascent of the Shield's face run away from the authority, a run that probably should have lasted a little longer, in my opinion. But, bit, uh, yeah. but nevertheless, um, there was there were it felt like there were going to be consequences to this match. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know it, it it hid hid the uh weak spots of some of the guys so well and 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 given given the experience chasm between evolution and the shield uh just fantastic job from all six guys i thought yeah everyone had a role in this match and they played it excellently mm-hmm. um and it was one of those matches where it was not necessarily slow paced i mean they wouldn't do big spots for the first 15 or so minutes. Uh, and then it just got crazy at the end. And that's the way I think these types of matches should be. Yeah. This was, I think, the, I uh, think you, I think you need to start these matches in the ring and let it spill out. Eventually. Do you miss all the six mans that we used to have on? I mean, the first half of this year on raw, we would have six mans almost every single episode. And we haven't really recently. Uh, do you miss that kind of having a six man match on every show? No. And I'll tell you why I, I, I want, <sighs> Having six mans on every show ruined the Wyatts and the Shield buildup. Okay, it ruined a lot of these matches where you 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 know, and they still have them because you just had what the Usos and Eric Rowan versus Mizdow and and Harper. You still get these combinations, and it's and it's they're combinations that are getting together for no reason. You know, if you have a reason, sure. I I love six man. I love multi man tag teams. They're they're great, but. It's more or less lazy. These guys are in a feud. These guys are in a feud. Let's stick them together for four weeks because we don't want to do even Steven booking this other way. I kind of miss it as a change, but other than that, it's like, eh, eh. I I guess maybe, I mean, we haven't seen them at all. It seems like at least on raw. I know we just had one on uh, SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, well, we just had survivor series and it's hard. It's hard to do six man when you're still doing the story about the 10 man well, that concludes our wwe portion of the year end awards from shake them ropes our match of the year evolution versus shield at uh, extreme rules of this year we go into the non wwe awards section we'll start off with one that i actually didn't include when we were making this ballot mm-hmm. i didn't include this category and i really don't know why i just it just didn't happen uh, but you wanted to mention something about this, so we'll go with non-WWE match of the year. There has been a lot of great wrestling this year. It really has been. Um, New Japan's G1 tournament, there's at least 15 to 20 
matches you could put in there and and say it's match of the year, I think. Um, but I watched one today that's on a lot of people's lists, and I think I have to put it there. It's not a moves match. It doesn't have this. I mean, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, Okada and Nakamura. Um, it doesn't have a lot of brutality in it. Like, uh, the six man match we just talked about with evolution in the shield, but for everything pro wrestling is supposed to be the pageantry, the emotion, the crowds and the in-ring work. The Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero mask versus mask match from September is my match of the year. Everything about this is fantastic. Um, a match that drives people in the audience to tears because they're so invested in both sides. Have you seen this match? I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. It's on my list before I do the Voices of Wrestling match of the year polls, but I haven't seen it yet. It is what pro wrestling should be, and and it's it's on the internet. You can find it, kids. It's yeah. on. I know it's on Daily Motion. That's where I watched it. Um, I originally had you know you know I had a couple of G one matches. I had the Abushi versus Ricochet match on my ballot. You know, a couple of tag team matches here. I think I had Briscoes versus the Hardys, but I watched this and I threw all those out, and I said. This is what it's supposed to be. This is everything professional wrestling is supposed to be, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think right now before, again, I haven't watched all of the uh, matches that are certainly at this level. Um, the Minoru Suzuki, AJ Styles match to me, still, I go back and watch that match every once in a while just because I want to see something really cool. It's a, like very, it's, a, it's a very straight ahead, yeah. simple match. And I, I like it. I just, I thought it was when it was hyped as match of the year, I was like, Oh, come on. The first time I watched it. And then it, yeah. for me, it's a, for me, it's a second viewing match where you go, okay, now I can buy it. Well, to me, I was, I was like, cause that was one of only two G one shows this year that I watched, uh, live. Okay. Um, so I watched that match live and I thought it was really excellent. Then I watched it again and I've watched it again. I've watched it, I think three or four times. Um, I still got to watch the entire G one cause I haven't watched every single match of the G one. I don't know if that's going to happen at this point now, but, uh, yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of matches. There have been some excellent wrestling worldwide outside of WWE this year. Um, and if you want to experience some of it, like Jeff mentioned, Daily Motion is a good place to go. Uh, you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com. They're big into the match of the year stuff, so you can find what matches you should go seek out. Um, but let's get into the awards where we did name awards. Uh, we'll start with the non-WWE promotion of the year. The, okay. the nominees being Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. What'd you think about the non-WWE promotions this year? You also have another one on here. Do I? Oh, I had uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. No, you had House of Hardcore. House of Hardcore. That's what I had. <laughs> I had the other three. Uh, New Japan has to be. Has to be. Just the best wrestling overall all year. I um, I think I added House of Hardcore just to have four. Just to have four, and, okay. And it is. I mean, Tommy Dreamer has this promotion that he started up, and it's somewhat a big deal in indie wrestling now. And They ran the 
They were in the arena last month. They had Alberto Del Rio on the show. They had Team 3D. They had the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Right. It's no, a promotion that has some buzz around it. No, that's fair. I just haven't watched enough matches on there to do it. And and for me, I was just trying to find a third, so I put Ring of Honor on there. For right. me, the two two promotions that have been doing it well this year. Yeah. And I, I don't watch enough Dragon Gate to be able to do it. I mean, there are a couple of promotions I don't watch enough of to be able to judge, but New Japan, Far and Away, and then Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Um, and that might be biased because I've been able to go to a couple of those live, but I've watched a lot of it on DVD. I, I think the shows for PWG have been excellent. They just don't run enough. No, but 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 for, for pure wrestling, New Japan, because it has a little bit of everything except for promos for the right. most part. In terms of styles of wrestling, you get your strong style, you get your flippy-doo guys, you get your... Uh, you know, you, you get your yeah. regular wrestling. I mean, you get your legends in there. I mean, Jado and Ghetto have a really strong, strong product, and it has been for the past three years or so. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, a lot of everything. The wrestling. I mean, the new Japan G One tournament this year is one of those string of shows that's just unbelievable. Like, how is this wrestling out there? How do they manage to do this? Uh, oh, it's phenomenal. The best. Non WWE promotion of the year is indeed New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's get that gets the STR award for best promotion, and I think it's going to win a lot of. Uh, you know, Dave Meltzer has his Wrestling Observer Awards. I'm pretty sure that's a lock for best promotion of the year. Oh yeah, and I'm sure the voices of wrestling guys on their ballot. There's going to be a lot of those matches in their top ten. Oh sure, uh, the non WWE Tag Team of the Year. We go through the nominees. The nominees being the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. Red Dragon, The Young Bucks, and The Addiction, Daniels and Kazarian. Those are four nominees. Jeff, who pulled this one out? Oh, The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks did. They are a winner. Young Bucks have been fantastic in a lot of places. And you know what? For WWE not being a big tag team thing, a lot of your smaller American promotions have been doing some great tag team stuff. I mean, I put on my ballot, I remember on my third place, I had like five tag teams. I had the Time Splitters, I had the Addiction, I had the Briscoes, I had the Hardys, and I had the American Wolves. Because, I mean, if if you consider the year from November last year to now, uh, you may not. But, you know, the the Wolves went into, went into NXT and made the Ascension look phenomenal. They go, you know, they do their stuff in TNA. They go, you know, they, they have... Uh, I mean, ROH, and they go to TNA, and they've been having great matches. That that whole series of matches with the Dudleys and uh, and the Hardys, and then the Hardys work the Indies against the Briscoes, which was fantastic. I mean, it's it. There's a lot of great tag team wrestling, and the Ascension are just phenomenal. I you know, seeing them in PWG, and seeing them in various Indies and and Ring of back in Ring of Honor again and what they did in TNA they're they're phenomenal as well the addiction uh, yes but but the young bucks <laughs> there is not a more entertaining tag team i think out there right now uh between what they've done in pro wrestling gorilla what they've done in ring of honor what they've done in in new japan uh and various other and and yeah, i think uh Everywhere. Is it? House w- of Hardcore. WWN. WWN. Uh, They've been everywhere. The thing yeah. about it, like you said, entertaining. Because you know you're going to get entertained when those two are in the ring, no matter who they're in the ring with. And you know you're going to get a lot of moves and a lot of impressive acrobatics, and you're going to get a lot of innovation. See, the Meltzer driver, which is the best new move this year, I think. <laughs> it's uh, It's certainly getting over. Oh, you have to, I mean, if you have a chance to go see the Young Bucks live, 
Go 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 watch them. They're they're fantastic. They're one of those true indie special attraction uh teams or stars in general. They're an attraction. You put them on your card and you have someone you can promote as, you know, an actual attraction on your indie show. The Young Bucks. We move mm-hmm. along now to our final award of the show. It is our non-WWE Wrestler of the Year. Non-WWE Wrestler. Our nominees. Shinsuke Nakamura. AJ Styles. Kazuchika Okada. And Ricochet. Nakamura, Styles, Okada, and Ricochet. Our nominees. Before we give the winner of this award, Jeff, let's go through the nominees and explain why they are a nominee for this award and what did we enjoy about them this year. Go ahead and start with, uh, I know one of your favorites, AJ Styles. AJ Styles, uh, to me, and he was number one on my ballot. Yes. And the reason he was number one on my ballot, he may not have had the best matches overall, um, but he did such a wide variety of matches in such a wide variety of places at such a high level. I couldn't deny him being wrestler of the year. He went to PWG. He went to ring of honor. He went to various small indies to defend his title. Um, He went to new Japan. Just great, great. He had, he had great matches everywhere he went and in a variety of different styles. And he was still Yeah, he was still a character that people cared for with every indie promotion he went to. I mean, he was at Battle of Los Angeles. Yes. uh, In PWG. He was all over the place, like you said. I mean, he wasn't just in New Japan, but in the US here, he went everywhere. I think he had some shows in Britain too. Yes. Um, I mean, he just went everywhere. Uh I I filled my ballot out before you did. So I I mean, in a way, I didn't necessarily screw your choice of AJ Styles, but somewhat I did because I had him number three on mine. Okay. And, no, that's uh, fair. It's your opinion. Yes. Um, another nominee, uh, Kazuchika Okada, uh, being one of the top wrestlers in New Japan, still one of the biggest storylines going with his feud against Tanahashi. And as far as matches go, I mean, not that this is the end-all be-all, but I believe Okada had the most four and a half star plus matches to Dave Meltzer. So, I mean, all that is to say he was great in the ring and he oh, he's was, phenomenal in the ring. He was working excellent matches against a variety of names, including our last nominee, AJ Styles. Right. No. Oh, and, and, and Okada was a great new Japan champion. You want to have, as far as kayfabe goes and best uh, statistical years, hard to top ricochet this year. The best high flyer in the business right now. Um, Another guy that you really have to watch live to believe. And another guy who did it just about everywhere he could go. Yep. And he was going um, into China, into Japan, into yeah. into Britain. He was going all throughout the U.S. And it's mind-numbing that the WWE couldn't find something to do with him. Really is. That's, I, that's the one piece of news about Ricochet this year that blew my mind. I still can't believe because when I was... Uh, I was a referee for IWA Mid-South as Chuck Taylor and Ricochet were starting and they were just getting going. And to see the transformation from Ricochet uh, eight years ago to now is incredible. If I didn't see Ricochet from the starting point in 2006, 2007, 
all the way through to now and just saw the before and after, I wouldn't think it was the same person. I, he's worked hard to make sure he's got, uh, you know, the look to go along with his style in the ring. Uh, he's matured, obviously, because uh, even in the IWA days, when he was wrestling in Shikara and all over the place in the small indies, this was a guy that was, he was a kid in the ring. Yeah. And now he's one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. And hey. someone whose accolades, I mean, this year he won the Battle of Los Angeles in PWG. Uh, he's going all over the place, probably going to have a better year in Japan this year. He's in Lucha Underground for all the Lucha Underground fans out there. Having yes, phenomenal that's, matches. Yeah, that's, yeah, yes, yes. His, his work there in Lucha Underground is phenomenal. His, his work in Japan, the, 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 the Kota Ibushi match is, was, you know, originally going to be my match of the year. Um, just, just great. If you like moves guys, if you like air, aerial guys, if you like acrobatic guys, there's no one better right now than Ricochet. Phenomenal and, candidate. And, and, and since you mentioned him, Chuck Taylor is such an underappreciated value as a commentator. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I think we've talked about this either on air or off air, but Chuck Taylor on commentary in PWG is hilarious. Oh, he's the best. It's the good kind of hilarious, though. And he also it, stays in character to the point, like, it's not fully Chuck Taylor the character. Like, it's, you know, and he even he, says it. It's Dustin calling matches. Yeah, he but stays when, in character and yeah. he reacts He reacts to moves. Right. And that's the best when he just reacts. Like, oh! The first time like he that. ever saw the Meltzer driver in PWG. Yeah. And he's just yeah. losing everything. Uh, <laughs> but on that rant, we get to our final nominee, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who, dun dun dun, dun is... Our non WWE wrestler of the year, Shinsuke number, Nakamura. Number two on mine, number one on yours. Yes. He's just he's just fantastic. This guy is is <laughs> he his <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is charisma. There's there's no doubt about it. And and his matches, I mean, the first time I just started really watching New Japan about a year and a half, two years ago, regularly. And mm-hmm. the first time I saw him, oh, it's a it's a Michael Jackson wannabe in leather pants. You know, he, uh, people are cheering for him. What's the big deal? And now I can't get enough of right. him. Uh, he's just in the ring. He's so intense. Um, He's intense. He's fluid. And, Even not his, being Japanese, we can see the charisma with this guy. And his... And his his non-traditional look and style works for that intensity and right. charisma. Yeah. Cause he's a guy who's coming in there with an attitude, with a personality yet. That doesn't take away from anything he does in the ring and yeah. matches. He had this year were incredible. And we talk about all these guys, especially in new Japan, having the incredible matches. It was a really good year for, for non WWE wrestlers to the point where even, uh, you know, Dylan Hales on Twitter has said that he's probably doesn't have any WWE wrestler in his top 15. Uh, for wrestler of the year or top 10 either way, because there's been so much talent out there and U S fans are getting the exposure to them now through access TV and through Jeff Jarrett's global force and through internet pay-per-view it's never been better for U S fans to see all the talent that's elsewhere in the entire world. Agreed. Which is a good thing. It's awesome. If you haven't been enthralled with WWE this year, there are plenty of options. Now sign up for their network. I I'm doing some traveling on the third, so I'm not going to be able to see um, the Wrestle Kingdom Nine show, the Tokyo Dome Live. I just won't be awake. It's kind of right. kind of sad. I was planning on watching that show live. I'll watch it the later on in the day, but 
Wrestle Kingdom 9, the New Japan Tokyo Dome show, headlined by Okada versus Tanahashi. Oh, man. It's I am be a show. so look. All right, now, are you going to watch the Japanese version yes. or the Jim Ross version? I am going to watch the, uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling World version. Fair. Yes. I may I may spend the money and get the uh get the I, Ross call. First of all, it's a difference from eight dollars and forty cents and I get, I get I, the rest I of the get, month. I get that. Versus paying forty bucks to hear Jim Ross commentate matches where I'm I'm just not sold on Jim Ross being any good to commentate that show. It's a completely different ball game than what he's used to calling. And I don't care if he's gone into this with three months of research. I just see Jim Ross going and relying heavily on all his, uh, all of his cliches to get him through the show. And that's Fair not even is. the worst part. The worst part is Matt Stryker, who I hate. Okay. Hate him on commentary. Toru Yano, next year's wrestler of the year. I can feel this. Yeah, there you go. I'm start I'm start I'm getting I'm getting the bandwagon started now. Okay. Starter. That is our Shake Them Ropes Awards. We'll put up all the uh all the winners, I don't think right away on our website because I don't want to give spoilers. Got to listen to the show, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you, like I said, have any comments on who our winners were or th- have a different take on any of the awards we went through, hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Give us your opinions and we will incorporate them into our show. We'll debate them a little bit. Uh, that is the Shake Them Ropes first annual awards. Let's I, hope there's a second annual. I hope there's a second annual. And as a special New Year's treat to everybody... We are going to continue our top 100 matches to see countdown. We are going to finish the year off with number 94 on the top 100 matches to see on WWE Network. Cactus Jack versus Triple H from Mm. Monday Night Raw on September 22nd, 1997. It was the first of two street fights these two would have in those names in Madison Square Garden. This Raw one was the debut of Cactus Jack. It was... I, I'm there's going to be a a Jim Ross line during this match that I want to make mention of. Okay. I don't know if uh from that Can, reaction, I don't think that you singled out this line like I did. Probably not. But go ahead and uh let's talk Cactus Jack and Triple H from Raw. Let's talk a little bit, because you were not a wrestling fan at this time, were you? I was not a WWE watcher at this time. At this time, I was a Nitro viewer. But I had not gotten into Raw yet. I will give a little bit of context then, I believe. Um, I I was watching at the time uh, both shows. Um, there was a lot of skepticism when Cactus Jack signed with the WWF about how he'd be used. Because he's famous for being a hardcore guy. Um, and then he got into Mankind, it's like, okay, this is a great character, and then he debuted this dude love character, and the internet turned on him real quick. <laughs> it's like, this is stupid, why is he doing this? And the rumors of Cactus Jack came around, and a lot of people didn't know how to take that, because it's like, well, the WWF doesn't want to offend people, and he's not going to be as hardcore, and he's going to be toned down, and it's going to suck. That was the expectation. And at the same time, Triple H was starting to get that momentum that he was going to be, Um, well, this may even be into that, but I mean, he was going to be something 
very, very important in the company um, in terms of the main event. He, mm-hmm. he was already fairly important in terms of the mid card, but now, now because against his ascent, I mean, th- this match, he's still using Ode to joy. Right. Um, he had China with him. Uh, this match overall, I mean, the introduction of Cactus Jack, I thought was clever. It was really um, clever. I mean, especially it, for that time, I don't know how many times they were doing, you know, TV shows with the same person on the screen. I know they were, but it was clever for wrestling. Yeah, it was clever for wrestling yeah. and it was clever for the fans because all we knew, we thought we were going to get dude love versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a street fight. Right. Uh, this popped me when I saw it the first time. Uh, this is basically very close to the Falls Count Anywhere match with Sting that Cactus Jack did in WCW. Uh, I don't know if you have recall of that match at all, um, but but it, but it but it set out very much the same way. Um, you know, there's no blood. There's no you know, real violence in this match in terms of gore. Well, no. Yeah. But it was all violent, but, 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 but it's very violent. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's very, you know, steps, the, uh, the sunset dive off of the second rope that Mick did against sting. He does here. Yeah. I mean, they don't um, even go in the ring and you start to see flashes of what the future WWF is going to be because during his introduction, Hunter Hose Helmsley gives us the suck it sign. Yeah. Uh, which I found funny given the get up. Um, I, you know, I, I, I still enjoy this match. They're brawling quite, all over the place. Yeah. You know, going through, uh, you know, they got the steel steps, they got the chairs all over the place. There's weapons galore. They, they brawl up and you mentioned China's at ringside. They brawl up to the stage. Eventually they're brawling so much. There's a table there. You know, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack pile drives, triple H through the table. Yes. First of all, a move you're not going to see, and oftentimes a match you're not going to see anymore. And a and a table you're never going to see. Table you're ever. never going to see. But I mean, that's all it was. <laughs> it was fifth. It was twelve, fifteen minutes of them brawling all over the place, and it was entertaining. It was good. It was something new for Triple H. It was a new character. You had the debut of Cactus Jack. You know the fans are chanting ECW at the start. Yeah, uh, and 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 you also have to understand a lot of the context of this match in terms of uh, both what had happened that night and also um, what it did for triple H. I think this really helped establish triple H as a important guy. It's funny you say that too, because he was not a player really in WWE for the rest of that year. Right. It was, you know, the start of the next year, or I guess it was the end of that year, 1997. They do the, uh, the European title gimmick with Shawn Michaels and triple H doesn't give to me Mick Foley enough credit for what he did for him. Uh, in interviews and whatnot, but right before this match on that raw, yep, was the stunner heard around the world. It was where where Austin stuns Vince McMahon, who's trying to talk Austin out of being arrested and tell right. him to stop ruining the show, right, and whatnot. This is the cooldown spot. Yes, because this is the top of the second hour. This is the war zone yeah, slot. It wasn't even the main event on the show. No, the main event was, uh, uh, what was Undertaker, the main event? Wasn't it? Yeah. Undertaker and somebody. I don't remember. I didn't watch the main event, but yeah, it was, it was the cooldown slot on this show. Um, a 15 minute segment. The line I wanted to get to 
Okay. Early on in the brawl, or it might have been the midway point through the brawl, Triple H is attacking, you know, Cactus Jack. He's he's basically playing up the midsection of Cactus Jack. And Jim Ross drops this line that I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was an accident, but it was amazing. He says, Cactus Jack's ribs have got to be aching from all the punishment this man has taken. <laughs> I think it was accidental. It was a happy accident. Okay. I, I had to rewind. I'm like, did I just hear that right? Because I'm not really paying attention to the commentary so hard. And yeah, Cactus Jack's ribs have got to be aching from all the punishment this man has taken. Okay, I thought, he, I thought that was a line you were offended by. That. No, I loved it. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. I loved Rick, it. Rick, Rick Rude makes an appearance. Doesn't he? Or no? Am I during this match, no. It was all during, China. Not during the match. Oh, during during the uh, lead up to the oh, match. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's That's funny because Mankind or Cactus Jack does the pile driver and he pins Triple H just because he landed on him effectively. Yeah. So he gets the win. And then China table or something like that. It was a very weirdly constructed. table. It's not yeah. a, it's, it's a very un. it's a gimmick table for this spot because he, this is basically the same thing as the Ric Flair, Terry Funk pile driver spot. And they didn't want that to happen with the hole. So the, so the table is very gimmicked, I think. But, but this pile driver happens and then China tries to break up the pin, but she's like four seconds too late. Yeah. So she comes in and just dives as if she's trying to hug Mick Foley. And she just lays there. She just lays there because she's like four <laughs> seconds late. The referee is raising mankind's hand and she just all of a sudden in the frame, you see China jumping onto Mick Foley. Yeah, I think she missed her cue. Yeah, it may have. Um, and then later on, when we get through this list, we have it might be 2016. Uh, the Royal Rumble 2000. Another street fight between these two is on the list later on as we get closer to number one on the top 100 matches to see countdown. Uh, but yeah, Cactus Jack Triple H, a fun TV match. Yes. A lot and, of gimmicks. And a, fun, and a fun TV hardcore match. I mean, for what they were going to do in the WWF, that this was this was edgy for them. I I knew that Cactus Jack won the match. I still expected Triple H somehow to win. I I know the result of this match. Yet there's going to be a swerve. I'm going to see Triple H win on my, like they're going to redo the finish and show us the, the alternate ending. I just remember the internet saying, I never thought I'd see Cactus Jack on a right. WWF TV show. As they're, uh, yeah, they type it up in a second. It probably took 15 hours to send on AOL 3.0 at this time. But that was the that was the uh, match that was number ninety four on our top one hundred countdown. The next one, the first match that we will review in two thousand and fifteen, number ninety three on the list: Lex Luger versus Ric Flair from WrestleWar nineteen ninety. That is next on the countdown. So for those following along and watching one match a week on this list, Flair and Luger coming up next. Do you remember anything about that match? Oh, uh, you mean offhand? No, but you I don't have to I go watched, into it. I'm, because no, I, I, I've never I seen this, this match. Pa- I watched this pay-per-view live. Okay, because I've never seen this match. This will be my first time ever viewing it. Okay. It's one of Luger's better matches. It so has I, to be. I'm looking forward to this. I'll spend, I will spend, um, yeah, I don't know when I'll spend the time on this, but I'll spend the time. I'll watch this one. We'll talk about it on the next Shake Them Ropes. Uh, I, I want to thank everyone who listened throughout 2014 to our show. 
Uh, it's been a fun year getting to know Jeff Hawkins and co-hosting this show. Oh, uh, I I feel bad now that I didn't send you anything. Uh, right, yeah. Um, I do. I've... <laughs> I didn't send you anything either, so that's good. Uh, that's all right. I sent a bunch of people bowl of this year for Secret Santa gifts. So. That's, I've seen it. We're all good. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, thanks everyone for listening to Shake Them Ropes. We've grown at a pretty, uh, well, especially from when we started out. It's it's a pretty good growth from when we started doing the show. So I, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for sticking with us. Uh, I look forward to 2015 as we keep going on these countdowns, as we keep talking WWE and have some fun with the show. Uh, Jeff, you have any, anything to say to the people here about 2014? Uh, it no. was a year. No, no, I, <laughs> it well, it's funny. I, I was going to also thank Voices of Wrestling for letting us be the house on their block that Absolutely. Uh, people can come to. Uh, no, you know what? I, always, I want more feedback from, from you, the people. Uh, in, in this 2015, 2014 was a great year to listen to us talk about stuff. Um, some of it negative, very, very negative. A lot of it, very, very positive. Um, we want to be more interactive in 2015. We want to hear from you. Um, we promise not to mock you too hard. We won't mock. <laughs> if, if at all, uh, because we appreciate everybody listening. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2015. I'm looking forward to NXT, especially, uh, I'm looking forward to see what Global Force Wrestling does. I'm looking forward to New Japan, uh, the new R. You know, see what ROH does in the meantime. Um, WWE, I'm a little hesitant about, but uh, but we'll see, won't we? We will see. We might get. You know, we're going to have some talent coming back. We got the I, uh, the rise of Roman Reigns is coming. Yes. So I'm looking forward to all that. ShakeThemRopes.com is where you can find all of our previous shows as well as all of our contact information. Uh, what I really hope to get going in 2015 is our call-in line. Uh, again, it's open 24-7. You can leave us a voice message, and we can play it on the show. So you can Yeah, don't, don't worry about waking up Rob. Yeah, you know. 24-7. I don't even hear it ring. It just happens. But and you if can... you want to wake up Rob, I'll give you the home number. Oh, yeah. Oh, please don't. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, give us a call 24-7 on the uh, lines, and you can be a part of the show. Effectively, every show we have is a call-in show. Doesn't doesn't mean you have to call in while we're recording. You can call in on your schedule. Uh, but it's been a very fun year. I look forward to 2015. For everyone listening and for everyone a part of Shake Them Ropes, I thank you. And it's been a wonderful year. We'll see you in 2015. Happy New Year, everybody. Looking forward to your calls. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.